Hey everyone, welcome to this week's post Delmar, post Saratoga, almost post Kentucky Downs, pre Belmont and Aqueduct going in circles. My guy, Barry Spears, co host here on the Big Monday Show, he'll be with us in just a minute. Got a clear schedule, guys doing like 400 poor podcasts a week now. That's what giving out. Close to $100 winners does. Anyways, I'm in a pretty bad mood. So if you're a steward, you probably want to stop listening right now. If you're involved with HISA, you also probably want to stop listening. Well, you don't listen anyways. So anyways, we'll be back and uh, discuss what went on. The last few days. Be back in a minute. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people, do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. Uh, They have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees. Your mare will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently, the star of Pleasant Acre Farms stallion roster is Neolithic, who is by far a runaway winner of the Freshman Stallion of the Year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big, just made it 3-for-3, three three, winning the $400,000 Springboard Mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacrestallions.com or on Twitter at P-A-S Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352 528 2885 Pleasant Acre Stallions. Check them out. Hello, Sniper. What's up, man? We're in the uh, official lull period of racing. Oh, yeah. We're post Saratoga, we're post Delmar, we're post Kentucky Downs. Post Belmont. <laughs> Post Colonial. Post Belmont for a long time. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. We got, we got Backwaduck on <laughs> Back. Thursday. Belmont. The BAQ. <laughs> Aquamont. <laughs> You know, I understand why Naira has to designate the dates the way they do, but I don't understand why the racing form and, and everyone else has to. The races are at Aqueduct. Why can't we call them Aqueduct? Remember we used to do um, Oak Tree at Santa Anita? It was oh, yeah. USA. Tropical. Right. Like, why can't it just be Aqueduct? You know why. For, for purposes of, of past performances. I mean, oh. setting up a separate category. So, like, when it has a horse's um, record at a racetrack, mm-hmm. we're going to have a separate Belmont and Aqueduct because it's different because it's run in this month than it was on a traditional month. I mean, it's stupid. Is that how it was with Tree? Yeah, it used to be OSA. And- oh, yeah, I remember OSA, yeah. And then... Believe me, if, if the if the races were at OSA, I'm sure when SA came up, the races didn't get included. Maybe they did, but I'm guessing they didn't. Yeah, because didn't didn't they have like the tropical meet at Calder? But I think I know, Calder was always known as Calder. Yeah, I don't but ever remember anything. I think it was it was paramutual. It was a paramutual thing because I I remember the tickets used to say. You know, in the in the fall, you say tropical meat at Calder. Right. 
Right, right. But it didn't, you know, in the form or anything, it wouldn't. wouldn't right, it's DRC. It didn't say. Right. Know, I know it's like a minor thing, but it's just annoying. I mean, try to explain that to a new person. Yeah, they're <laughs> actually at. Sort of, kind of, but. They're at Aqueduct, but they're, they're you know. Well, what's the difference? Well, nothing. <clears throat> the official dates that were given out at one period. It's a technical thing. I don't know. I just don't understand why it has to, why it matters. In past performances, of course. Right. Yeah. That, that it shouldn't make a difference. Because for... it's confusing. Yeah. I remember when, when the OSA, <laughs> the Oak Tree Santa Anita came out in the, in the form, I was like, where, where is that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, just another annoying part of the race. And, and this is going to be a, a this, this tonight's show is not going to be long because I'm in too poor of a mood. But, um, which I'm sure a lot of people are, are, are happy about because <clears throat> that means I'm definitely going to go off. But I'm definitely going off on the stewards in California because they're terrible. They're just awful. It's just ridiculous. And there's no common sense and the thing is they're smug and, and that, that guy that runs the thing is like the worst of all but you're doing a terrible job you are Angel Hernandez that is you it's terrible one day the, the, a horse comes over um, and, and just like like impedes another horse at the quarter pole who, who, who caused another horse to be impeded and then the next day Something that wasn't nearly as as bad happens in a race, and they take the horse down the the finish second. And you just say to yourself, two days in a row, two, um, and and you could have taken both down, and you could have taken neither down, but you can't take one down and and, and not take the other one down. I mean, there just is no sense to it. I mean, the the California stewards are just terrible. And, and they, you know, they all, they want to blame the rules. And we have talked about that. Mm-hmm. The rules should be standardized. There's just no, there's no excuse. I don't care. This, this Lisa Lazarus person, like, get with it. This is what we actually view. How can that not be a priority? Oh, whips, 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 whips this. No, another, uh, I see Mick Ruiz is getting his money stolen from, from uh, a race on on September 9th. for that same thing, for claiming that they, they he whipped the horse too much to jog. Oh, man, I mean, it's it's basically the end of racing, and all these morons will point. Oh, look at how much money he's going to spend at Keeneland. <laughs> yeah, go down Los Olas Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale and look at all the, the the yachts those people also own. They cost ten times what any horse costs. <laughs> that's, that's fact. It's just rich people spending money. It's not the health of this business. This business is not healthy. This business is in, uh, going into life support because jockeys aren't even allowed to try. They're essentially not allowed to try. <clears throat> six, six strikes. Can't believe but that. Why is that counting? The, that. What, what, the, what tablet from what mountain did that come down and say, oh, six is the right way? We'd have been better off spent to, uh, just, just like getting rid of it, just not have it like, have it be like mammoths and have. Have everyone just despise it? It's just, it's just ridiculous. If I owned a horse and, and that happened, I would get out. I swear to God, I would get out. If you took my money over that, I would leave. I would take, I would sell my horse and get out. Yeah, it that, that wouldn't take too much <laughs> for a lot because of. What are you supposed to say to the and this and this idiocy of oh well, this is what the jocks wanted? Well, you're an asshole for for listening to the jockeys about penalties. Why should the jockeys have any say about penalties? That's why horsemen weren't supposed to be on these high supports because of the because oh we were going to be biased or some nonsense. 
Well, I, you can ask a jockey what his opinion is about riding a horse, but as for the penalty phase, why did they have a say in that? Oh, I think you should take the owner's check too. I mean, it's idiocy. It's complete idiocy. And this is, it, it just, it even goes back to the flight line argument. <laughs> and, 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 and it's pretty obvious what's going to happen as we talked about last week. But even so, having him race in races where there's no competition, he just gallops around the track. Like, how 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 quickly is that going to be unexciting? I mean, there's always the ten percent of people that are going to, uh, you know, orgasm just watching the horse gallop. Well, shit, it's it's almost tiresome now, and he's only run six times. <laughs> you know, we don't want to see him line up against a bunch of nobodies or. Well, it's the whole Literally point. Nobody. Is, I guess my point is, this is still a competition. Mm. You you would think a race is still a race. If you if you take the competition out of the competition, what do you have? You have an exhibition. You got Wesley Ward buying horses at the yearling sale. He's already pointing the ascot. He hasn't put a saddle on him. <laughs> but, that, but that's what people want, I guess. Some people want, or the people who who, who call the shots, what, what they think they want. I just don't know how you can watch some of the nonsense that goes on on the racetrack and determine that 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 uh, you know having these stooges count strikes is, is like the most you know the the biggest issue. Yeah, that would be like the last thing on the list, to be honest. About animal rights groups. Oh, they want us dead clothes. Well, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like a new thing. I mean, everyone acts like, like, oh boy, uh, who cares? Who cares? You pay the politicians off because that's how it works. And you you move on. You're creating lots of jobs. You're creating lots of revenue for the states. To act like we're, we're going to be to live in fear and, and put some rule in that, that really doesn't appease them. It just harms the game. It harms your sport. Because if they decided eight instead of six, then you know what? All of a sudden, drafted doesn't get their owners don't get their money taken away. But because they said six instead of eight. And who, who what's the difference? What's the difference? Right. Can you can you name how many times a, a jockey hit a horse in any single race in your whole data bank before two years ago? Can you tell me how many times a jockey struck uh, Ali Sheba in any of his races? Holy bull. Zenyatta. Rachel Alexandra. Any of them. Can you say can you definitively tell me I know how many times he hit the horse? You have no idea because no one cares. It doesn't mean that you should abuse horses. It's it's that that we've made this six the the standard of all standards, and it's like the gold standard of of, of you know decided by this board of of lunatics that that, that that would that would let the jockeys tell them what the penalty should be. Which is hmm. why would you let jockeys tell you anything other than how to ride a horse? I was running that. I would fire all those people for listening to jockeys about the penalties. <laughs> well, when when a guy too. turns state evidence, right, and he provides information for the for the prosecution, they don't bring him in and say, "Hey, what do you think we should give the guy?" <laughs> oh, he's just, good... oh, you know what? Hey, hey uh, I, you know, I helped you guys out. Uh, I, I should only get two years. They offer you something. You take it or you don't take it. You don't. You don't get. You, you don't have input in that. You don't have input on the other people's penalties. Oh, you had a guy. Uh, you know, turning the evidence on. Yeah, yeah. You should get five years. He's not a bad guy. Instead of ten, you know, like it's just stupid. And if we continue, I mean, listen. There's days when you just like. Rip, want to rip? If well, I don't have any. But if I had hair, I would want to rip it out of my skull. 
because of some of the nonsense that happens. And it's still a great game. Saratoga, going there every day kind of renews your your um, your belief that this could actually work and that it's not going to be a total disaster. But then... And seriously, it, it's, it's a great time knowing horses. We're actually starting something. <laughs> and you'd think, well, this is a great way to start it. But the fact of the matter is that the point I'm trying to make is that we can't just keep doing stupid shit and, and thinking that it's just going to keep, it, it's going to be okay. It's not. It's not. <sighs> I mean, Stewart's terrible calls. Oh, Mammoth. <laughs> they had to call it Mammoth on, on Saturday. It was just brutally bad. The jockey on the horse on the lead was clear. He came over. He did an eye roll, but he was clear. He was clear a length and a half. The guy on the rail oh, he sold it, overreacted, came out, could never run him down. What did I do? They take him down. Yeah, that was rough. They take him down. And then Papa Bees puts, you know, out the, the theory, which is probably correct. His theory is probably correct. That because the jockey hit the horse left-handed once, the, the fouling jockey, in their mind, that, that that was, you know, like one step too much. Which the logic that he's giving for the stewards is probably the logic they used. But it's essentially two plus two equals five, explaining why... Two plus two equals five. They're wrong. Because he was clear when he came over. And the horse checked because he chose. Not because he came over into him. because, But he chose to check. And then he chose to go to the outside. And he didn't get by the other horse. He didn't get cost of placing. I mean, it's just, uh... and again, I didn't bet any of these races. Wouldn't bet California with with stolen money. (laughs) Mammoth, I I don't even know why I was watching Mammoth. Well, I don't understand why they can't get it right. It, It doesn't seem that hard. I mean, I know I've been watching races and looking at races for a long time, but I know there's people out there that have been doing the same longer than me and people involved with the racetrack or you know officials because for the most part they just don't have the proper people in there and and again how many times have we gone over this there's no training they don't train these people they're up there making the rules up as they go along I'm not confident that they all know the rules and the rules get blamed sometimes and and, and we should have the same rules having the same rules would allow one program of training. Right. I mean, now we're going to have category ones in Oklahoma. Mm. The, the only thing, and Pat Cummings thinks that Pat's wrong because Pat just doesn't ex- uh, understand that the stewards we have are the problem. The, the rules aren't really the problem. The stewards are the problem. And when horses start wiping other horses out and not getting taken down, People are just gonna like you know, they do whatever, right? They're gonna be even more incensed. But the only thing positive about that was they were bringing a steward from Hong Kong over to to train these stewards in Oklahoma. Now, I don't know if it's going to be a lip service kind of training. I don't know if it's going to be a day or I have no idea. But at the very least, Hong Kong does do things thoroughly. And the rules are very clear. It's just... uh, This is just not the way to go, (laughs) the way we've done this. And I don't get the feeling that the people who hire these people are really... see this as a big deal. Which is kind of goes back to the lack of respect towards the betters and the horsemen. Well, you know, most of the horsemen, not not the 
certain horsemen to get everything. But anyways. I do want to give props to uh, George Allen Bryan. Oh, yeah. The man. Got his first winner today at uh, GHB. Louisiana Downs. George, um, who's a person I've never met in person, but he's, he's a guy we know from social media. Yeah. Uh, I guess his dad trained, and George had a serious, serious health issue um, a couple years back where – um. I, uh, he was pretty candid about, you know, he wasn't sure if he was going to make it. And he had a, a long road to, to get back to where he's at. And he decided that uh, training horses was what he wanted to do. And even though that might have qualified him for <laughs> a bout of insanity, <laughs> he went out and he did it, and uh, he did it. He's yeah. got a barn going, and trying to build it up. And if you have horses on the Louisiana Texas circuit, give him a look because uh, one thing she, for sure is he's dedicated to the job, and um, I'm happy to, to see he finally got he finally got a winner. That first one, that's the one you know you, you never you never forget that one. My first winner was Midnight uh, Miners. Midnight Miner. He's a son of Miner's Mark. Huh. I could say there weren't a whole lot of sons of Miner's Mark that did a lot of winning. Was it on a wet track? By uh, it was not. It was on a dry track. Huh. Maiden 15. Maiden 15. Pat- Patrick Allen Day. At Churchill? Yep. Uh... I ran him, and I I, just, <laughs> I started training like four days, and I ran, and he got beat, but he ran really well, and I called and I called Doc Danner, who's Pat Day's agent, and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm running his horse back on uh, Memorial Day, and it made him 15." At first, he was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> <laughs> And then I, I said, what do you mean, who is this? And then he was like, oh, you're training now? I was like, yeah. And he's like, for how long are you trained for? I was like, two weeks. And he's like, wow, you know, like, oh. And um, he goes, you really like the horse? I said, yeah, I really like the horse. He goes, you know, Pat usually doesn't ride those those cheap races, but, you know, you got you did it. You did us a couple favors when he worked for the chief, and I'm sure he'd, he'd be fine riding them. I said, all right, no problem. And he did. He won in uh, Maiden. I think I'm pretty sure it was Maiden 15. Maiden 17-5, Maiden 15. <laughs> but that was my first winner. You know who was in the winner's circle with me? Uh-oh. I don't know. Tom Could Law. <laughs> Get out of town, for real. Yep. Tom Law was, was there. He, he, he was in my first win pick. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the yearling thing started, and oh, Keeneland, right? They were buying horses like their <laughs> money Hot was burning a hole in their pocket. All kinds of all kinds of great great big purchases. One of the funniest things, they don't do it at yearling sales too much, but they do it at the broodmare sales. When a mare will go through and sell for like five million dollars, they'll be <laughs> flawed. And I always laughed and I said <laughs> Are they applauding for the buyer or are they applauding for the seller? <laughs> right. Who, who, who's it? <laughs> Who's getting the cheer? Yeah, yeah. Because in that situation, I'd rather be the the seller than seller. the buyer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, the allure <clears throat> of, of the year, the first couple of days of the yearling sale, just isn't um, 
I, I just don't have the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess when all the horses wind up going to the same people, anyways, it just kind of it's takes like, yeah, away sure. from. Yeah, it's a technicality. Like I, I remember, we used to go through and try to figure out who was gonna, you know, who was gonna get the horses. Nowadays, it's it, the list is very is very short. <laughs> Literally, like one of four people. <laughs> Pretty much, if they're gonna stay. If they're gonna stay in the U.S., it's not a long list of people who get those type of horses. I did good buying out of book one, though. I bought yeah. a horse in genuine devotion for ninety thousand. You know what I would do? I'd go through book one and I would look for horses that didn't look like they fit in book one. Horses that weren't by, um, you know the top, top, top tier stallions or didn't have a huge pedigree. And sometimes what people don't even realize is that um, a lot of the, the, the sellers don't necessarily want to sell in book one. They'd rather sell a little bit later in the sale when the pedigrees drop off a little bit. And the physicals as well. I mean, Keeneland runs a tiered system where the first book is supposed to have the very best horses, the ones that are rated the very, very, very best, and you know, down to the the sixth book, which is horses that just don't have much pedigree, or if they do have pedigree, or, you know, have a leg that's crooked or something, or is you know a miniature horse. But <laughs> uh, a lot of people thought that they would sell better um, not in the in the book the first book because they would get a little bit lost in the shuffle where you know you're, you're getting compared to right that have in a big fish in a small pond right they, 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 and it got to the point where Keeneland kind of had to compel people to to put horses in book one um you know kind of do deals with them you know so i did i did pretty good though i, I didn't buy very many but you know, I, I was looking for the ones that the people in book one just wouldn't be interested in the agents wouldn't be interested in because they'd have a hard time selling them because they didn't have the pedigree um and a lot of the the buyers wouldn't be that interested because they would they would think well I could get that type of horse you know, the, the next thousand hips I don't need to I don't need to spend my money on that kind of horse today I can do that tomorrow or next week but um she wound up being a big <laughs> a big home run because uh, and she had a good racing career mm-hmm. um she wanted grade three, a couple grade, I think a grade two, a couple listed stakes. But what happens when you buy Phillies sometimes you get really, really lucky. And we, we did for that one. Um, her brother, the following year was a horse named master craftsman who wound up being European horse of the year. Okay. So <laughs> she went from, from having a, light pedigree to being a half sister to the European horse of the year. And uh the the guy I bought her for, he wound up selling her uh for a million bucks. Oh wow. So Yeah that's 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 wild. <laughs> you know the she was, she was by Rock of Gibraltar, first crop of Rock of Gibraltar. And she didn't, her, her dam was young and did not have any stakes horse. I mean, she only had, I think she was a second foal. Well, how'd she end up over here? Um, well, she was a Kentucky bird. Oh, okay. But huh. um, I just remember looking at her thinking to myself, why is she in this book? She's got to be really good looking. I went to look at her and she was good looking, but she wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting like a big, strong kind of. Uh, something that looked like nest, okay, <laughs> and, yeah. and and she did not. I mean, she looked she looked like a, you know, a well made but not particularly like outstanding kind of turf filly. 
And I mean, like I said, I got it for ninety thousand, which the the average at that year was like three hundred and fifty or something like that. So it was just a case of I, I think I was bidding against the uh, the, the BBA <laughs> Bloodstock Agency. I think they were the underbidders, and even them they they you know they had plenty of money, but I guess they just uh, they thought they were going to steal it too. Dromolon, Der- Jerry Dilger, who I've since passed away. And he was very honest with me. He said, you know, she's probably a book three horse, but she's a nice horse. And that's where the owner wanted her. And uh, she's here to sell. So. so anyways, you won't hear about those types. You'll hear about all the ones that <laughs> two million and three million and one million and well, I mean, just the, that story most of which don't work out is is interesting to you know rather than listening to somebody say, "Oh, I felt it with this one, and I just wanted to spend ten million. You know, it's a better story. Your story, a lot better than that. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, it it wasn't as though um, I had an option, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's part of the story. Five hundred thousand. I was supposed to buy like five horses, so (laughs) (laughs) you know, if I'd bought one for four hundred the first day, we'd have been in the bargain bin for the rest. (laughs) But there's there's always good horses come out of the sales like that, and and yearlings are really. If you're looking for bargains, yearlings are where it's at. I I just don't see too many golden training sales that produce a lot of horses that are bargains that go on and, and do a lot. I mean, and it does happen. I mean, it's not that it doesn't happen, but you see a lot more yearlings that are bought for 20, 30, 40,000 that turn out to be, uh, you know, stakes quality horses, but you're not going to get any for 20, $30,000 the next couple of days. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the sales tax on those ones you'd be buying. Uh, what else? So we we got another day at Kentucky Downs, right? We got tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So it's not quite over yet. Nope. So I saw Crunk put out the uh, the <clears throat> Delmar numbers. They were up just a little tiny bit. Pick. <laughs> just a little tiny bit. Well, you know, I mean, of course, the the numbers that they gave out to the mainstream horse media were. The false ones that, that include the simulcasting, which at least they're admitting now, though it, it just seems weird that no one says, Well, that's Why? not a number. That gonna, we're not going to publish that number. Can you please give us the actual handle number, not not the, the handle plus simulcast? Give it to them. You know, we'll, we'll report it separately, but hand, that's not handle. That's, that's, that's not the definition of a track's handle. It's a new definition, but everybody just takes it. And, Creative math. Well, it's just I don't get why that that became a thing in California. I mean, adding the simulcasting money bet, but it's not bet on your track; it's bet on another track. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. <laughs> None. No, it's misleading. It's 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 very misleading and it's misleading. If I if I walk in your track, but I bet on a different track, that doesn't mean that. You know, what? Why should that money count towards your track handle? But it's not on your track. It's on another track. Well, you're the bet. You're just taking the bet. It just seems intentional, when you know, like. Maybe they're trying to deceive. I don't know. I just don't know how that became a standard because it's a shitty standard. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if it wasn't for Crunk figuring it out and telling us, I mean, it's hard to find the numbers. Very hard to find. Which is wild in itself, you know. Why, what are you hiding? <laughs> Why are they so 
difficult to find. They should be pretty easy to find, to be honest. Should be. So it was a big day at uh, Kentucky Downs on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Really good racing. It's good if you bet the winners. <laughs> yeah. You gave out a 40 to 1 shot that unfortunately Man. finished second. Just missed. I think he ended up 50 to 1. And then the horse who won the next race was Kelsey Danner's horse, who I used. I had that. I, had I the, used in doubles. With, had the double with the with the, the forty to one shot. <sighs> Trying to break the bank, <laughs> but that was that was a good. Uh, I mean, that was a good tough play. You know, I admit that I didn't even look at the race. I just, um, I just went with your your suggestion on there. Well, there, there's some things like, you know. Speed figure wise, you can kind of figure out if you if you take a look. And then with Kentucky Downs, it's kind of a unique situation where everybody's coming from all over the place. You got a hodgepodge of, of horses coming in from everywhere, and sometimes some get overlooked. And that was definitely the key. I mean, that horse didn't look any worse or better than you know, the horse that was favored. Well, the the one key that seemed to be on Saturday was staying on the inside. Inside, yeah. That, that, was, that was actually a heads-up ride, even though they didn't get it done. They had the right idea sticking to the inside part of the track once they took the rails down. Yeah, that was... Um... That was that was a smart. I mean, you know, the rails are up for the early part of the meet. It gets chopped up pretty good. So when they take the rails down, the first three paths. What do you say? Three paths. Um, maybe four paths are uh, just a lot better ground than the outside, which is you know kind of chopped up. Especially since they ran a bunch of days that. It had also rained. Right, it was soggy. Right. So, would you make of uh, any of the stakes? I mean, I'll be honest. I, I don't know how <laughs> impact that those races are well, going to have on the Breeders' Cup. I mean, there's not much to say other than Bob Baffert has some really fast horses. No, but no Bob at King Kentucky Downs. I know, and he and, and he can't go to Churchill with any of them. You know, for the Derby, so I don't know. I mean, you'd have to think they, you know, as far as two-year-olds go, they're they're pretty darn good. Where they end up, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Though it is pretty early. I mean, I think one of them got like a hundred and over a hundred buyer, and then the one that that lost still. The one that won yesterday got a 98. Right. And it, well, the other one broke the track record. So, yeah. Going five and a half. Second place horse got a hundred. Let me ask you about a race from going back to Kentucky Downs. Mm. The, um, the last race of the day where a big invasion was one to two. <laughs> And it didn't seem like um, it didn't seem like he handled that track nearly as well as he handled the uh, the conventional track. Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was that, and then you know the move that Joel was trying to do all day that just was not working is going to the outside. Yeah, I can forgive that performance from Big Invasion though easily, easily. And I, I mean, you know, usually going there is is like an experiment in itself. And if your horse runs well, he runs well. If not, you know, I, I've seen horses just 
totally tank at Kentucky Downs, go back to a conventional oval and win easy. So, but yeah, I, I think it was just a combination of things. It wasn't his day. And then Joel was trying to move to the outside to make a run. And it, it was just not the place to be. You know, I, I had wondered about that in the blog after he won at Saratoga, um, you know, what the move was going to be to come back there on uh, the Kentucky Downs with a bigger purse, but obviously uh, a little bit of shorter rest and, um, uh, you know, that course, which is just, uh, <clears throat> I, I just don't know how you, I, I had a lot of success over the years in it, but I never knew exactly <laughs> how successful they're going to be until you ran them. Right. Is there, there was some that I'd run over there that you'd think that would like it that, that didn't. Um, but I, I don't know that I would have run in that race. If I was trying to win the Breeders' Cup with that horse. Yeah, I wouldn't have went there. I think I would have waited and run him in the Woodford against older horses on Keeneland over the same course uh, September September 8th. I mean, the, the money is, is uh, approximately half of what it is, but if the goal is to win the, uh, the Breeders' Cup, I, I think that's where I would have um, – I think that's where I would have picked. But Better test, you know, I think. Especially yeah, as- and, and you know, you cut them back to the, or you keep them at the the the, the shorter distance, the five and a half. You know, even though Kentucky Downs was was a longer distance, it, it's a the track plays so differently. <laughs> yeah, the hills and and um, I mean, honestly, if, if if the the track hadn't been as biased as it was, he might have still won. I mean, the horse who won the race went wire to wire. Yeah, I, I can. I can. Was on the inside every step of the way. Right. He he had it kind of, you know, not a highway, but <laughs> as close as you could get on that track, and and just nobody was making up any ground at all. And and it seemed like Big Invasion just didn't take from the beginning because he wasn't even, you know, kind of in touch. Like at no part of the race. I mean, he he just didn't fire, and I can forgive that one. Yeah, I mean the horse who you know, like I said, the horse who ran second ran one two the whole way around there. So I don't I don't know what to make of the times the race is there too. I just (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I don't know how anybody can evaluate that. We have to talk to Craig. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, they're all super fast. So, so uh, you know, other than that, I'll be honest, I, I don't think that I saw a lot of horses there that I would make contenders at the Breeders' Cup. I mean, it's it's hard to tell because, you know, like a, a horse like let's say Gufo that you know is going to be in the Breeders' Cup. Um, of course, you know you're going to bet against in the Breeders' Cup. Right. I mean, he's going to be a short price coming from Kentucky Downs and probably, you know, most likely will lose just based on his running style. But, you know, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's hard to, to gauge how those horses will run coming off of that those trips at Kentucky Downs, especially with the wet, you know, the soggy ground and everything that was going on there. So I don't know. It's tough, tough call. I wouldn't necessarily downgrade anybody. I would downgrade all the speed horses. Maybe, yeah, that, that might be a because they, they they did have advantage, especially in the last couple of days, you yeah. know, days. Well, I mean, the, the the last you know couple of days, the the course is a different course with with the rails down. Just is. They might consider uh, moving that rail out farther. Yeah, like almost splitting it in half. Yeah, because it's 
a pretty apparent disadvantage not being on the rail once they take it down. And maybe this year was made a little bit worse because they had wet weather, so it probably got chopped up a little more than, than normal. Though I do know they do some training there now. At least horses chip in for a brief period of time, which is something that didn't also used to happen either. There was no training at all. I guess in the end, those Europeans um, are going to dictate what happens in most of these turf races anyways. True. Whoever comes over is going to probably rule a roost in most of the races outside of maybe the sprint. But, um, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't even know who's considering coming at this point. No, I don't, I haven't heard anything either. Um, even in New York, they, they, they've been a little light this year. There hasn't been as many come over, um, as, as last year. And and primarily it's Charlie Appleby and, and Aiden O'Brien. I mean, for the most part, they, they're the ones that, that ship most of the horses over, but it's been, it's been kind of a light year for them. So I, I'm not, I'm not sure what that means, but there certainly is no American turf horses that should scare anyone. Uh, yeah. We usually don't. <laughs> Even from the beginning of the Breeders' Cup, like the very, very beginning, they, you know, they weren't afraid of firm ground at Hollywood. No, we got them a couple times, though. Yeah. The Manilas and the Theatricals and Lure. Lure. A little later on, uh, Paradise Creek was tough horse. We don't seem to make them anymore. Even the horses that are quote-unquote U.S., turf horses for the most part are horses that started over there <laughs> most of the ones that the army that Chad Brown has are horses that have quotation or, or quotes at the end of their names IRE most of them or FR or BGB or some of them GER so they're really just uh a lot of them aren't even really American bred horses. And, you know, we see more and more European bred horses now than ever, especially in the, the two-year-old races. Where that was, I mean, there didn't used to be a lot of true, there wasn't a tremendous amount of two-year-old turf races in the not-so-distant past, so there would have been really a, not that big of a plan to bring those type over but nowadays they, they run so much on the turf and horses start older I mean it used to be even the horse like Manila they started their career on the dirt um, and then they switched over to turf pretty quick but now most of those types don't even ever race on the turf or excuse me uh, off the turf so it's not a bad thing it's just a, a, a thing yeah, it's something to get used to. Yep. I mean, why wait till they're <laughs> why wait till they're older and more expensive when you can just get them? It's not not that again, not not that those guys are going over there and buying a bunch of bargains either. They're, they're buying the you know really well bred ones and, and paying money for them. Anyways, that's about all I have tonight. Yeah, that's really wasn't much going on other than the the good old steward mishaps. Just crazy. I just wish that that someone who could do something about it would be more upset about it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Have no control over any of that, or is us? Yeah. It's just not that difficult of a fix. I mean, it's complicated a little bit, but the Heisa really should be disbanded if they don't take care of that. If I get elected president, the first thing I'm doing is changing them. (laughs) I might run. You'd have a shot. 
I'd hate to see your political ads, though. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't be politically correct. That's for sure. No PC stuff over here. No. <laughs> <laughs> my ad would be, yeah, I got a lot of skeletons in my closet, but I'm better than that jerking. <laughs> Look at that guy. Are you kidding? <laughs> Serious. <laughs> That'd be my first debate. They would say, well, what, what's about, what, Mr. Simon, what's your view on that? Uh, why are we talking about any of these topics? Once I'm elected, <laughs> just do what you want anyways. Isn't that what politicians do now? You just <laughs> talk all this nonsense. So like, why even bother? Why are we even talking about this? Let's talk about the stewards. <laughs> they need to be fixed. That's a federal issue now. Stewards? Stewards of what? The ice cream place? Oh, I went to the gym today. What? I went you to shoot some hoops? And I'm feeling it today, too. I'm feeling it tonight. You're shooting hoops? No, no hoops. No You're hoops. on the elliptical? I can't do the elliptical. It's too Bike? Pain. Did a little treadmill. Okay. All right, that's what's up. A little treadmill, a little stretching, which might have done me in. And uh, a little, little weightlifting. Oh, getting cut up, man. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. You had to get, to get that momentum going from the Saratoga walking. Got to get in shape for the mayor's bachelor party next year. Oh, yeah. Might learn. To, might have to learn martial arts. <laughs> MMA. <laughs> you know, ground game. Yes. You, you you strike me as a striker type, you know. I'm a first striker. Yeah. I definitely definitely strike first. <laughs> like a cobra, right? Mm. Like the cobra, Dave Parker. We're <laughs> gonna be go on the offense. Not gonna be defensive. Not gonna be a counter puncher. Gonna go in swinging. There you go. See, that's that's my philosophy when you know I get my amateur harness driver license. Go to the go to the front. I, I went to the harness the other day. Oh, you know. Well, I mean, this is news to people that go to Saratoga, um, but Pinnell's apparently is gonna close. That's uh, really all been confirmed. Yep. Pennells, which has been there since 1922, right out the back gate of the harness track, hmm. is uh, selling to uh, developers. What are they going to develop it into? Condos. Oh. What else? Should have known. But, uh, yeah. So, if you didn't make it to Pinnell's... Better get on that. Better get there quick. Uh, I had a gift certificate, actually, to Pinnell's. What'd you get? I got some pasta deal. (laughs) It was good. It was always good. The great thing about Pinnell's was not only was it good, it was a large portion place. You know, he knows that's important to people like me. I mean, that's like the two things that you want in a restaurant. Good yep. food, good portions, right? Quality and quantity. There it is. Some have one, some have the other. Some have none. Some have none. Only a few <laughs> have. Yeah, but Pinnell's is, is gone, man. It's uh, not going yet, but I don't know when they're going to actually close up shop, but but uh, it will at some point be closing. So I snuck over to the harness track on Friday night, and I made two bets, and they both won. Boom. Undefeated. Yep. Hard to believe. It's been a while since that happened. Hey, where was it? Um, Grant's Pass. 
no. defunct grass grants pass or temporary. Well, when he said that there, there, there's there's rumbling Temporary. of trying defunct. to work it out to to get somebody to to, to operate it again, but but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna happen. But that was the only track last year I showed a, <laughs> a big profit at. Huge. <laughs> ROI, huge. My ROI was about 700%. <laughs> but you couldn't bet. You can't bet much at Grant's Pass. You, you bet too much and you, you, you shake the tote board. Tip it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be selective with your plays. But uh, no, it's uh, Harness Track. They went back to their, their schedule Running on noon, the noon on Sunday Monday schedule. They're in today without me. What? No dollar hot dog. It, it was it was a quiet day. The old off day simulcast calendar today, man. Yeah, it was it was pretty sleepy. We had a couple. Uh, we had the parks, Presque Isle, Horseshoe, Finger Lakes, and Horseshoe. Finger Lakes. <laughs> That's the uh, the superfecta of desperation. Those four tracks. That's the old timer special, man. <sighs> Bucky Swope's on Twitter complaining because he's got nothing to bet on. You got two two jumper races at Aqueduct on Thursday. I haven't. Yeah, I saw that. It was Mean uh, Queen and Snapdragon, right? Yeah. Or Snap Decision. Sorry. Snap Decision. That that double should pay about I don't know three thirty cents on a dollar. Yeah, it's not going to be a large double, but they're probably both win. And then supposedly they're going to have a showdown at Far Hills, like a match race. Not necessarily a match race, but but the two best. The two best jumpers would be in the race against each other. The, the mean queen hasn't run all year, so she's on the layoff. And we saw a snap decision when uh, at Saratoga carrying <laughs> carrying a dump truck on his back. <laughs> guy, guy looked like Dirk Nowitzki riding him. <laughs> he just galloped. Guy was guy was waving to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That probably should have. That probably should have got the mention in in the uh, the, the yet to be released Saratoga recap that, <laughs> <laughs> that I work on every day. He's trying I, to get the memories together. That's all. I can't. I can't. I can't remember anything already. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna put it out. People go like, "That's not the first race." It was like it was a year ago, and it's only been like a week. I know, right? It seems like a year ago. It's not decision. That, that that had to be maybe the easiest win of the year. I mean nobody won easier than him. Wasn't that the first week? No, that was that was that oh. was right after you left. Yeah, that was after. Yeah. Matter of fact, the matter matter of fact that might have been the day you left. Oh yeah, they did have a jump race. That no, 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 yeah. No, it was it was that it Wednesday, was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, it was you know, the, Jock was like taking bows at the eighth pole. <laughs> now I gotta go watch that replay. Yeah, believe me, if there was flowers in the main, you would have plucked them out and thrown them to. The- <laughs> and of course, they run them early, so and it was kind of overcast that day, and it was about. Put it this way: the announced attendance was maybe a. Maybe a third of the announced attendance, <laughs> and of the, of that third, maybe a third of them were actually there in their seats watching. You know, I remember they used to run those races like during the regular part of the the car. Then the old uh, turf riders got all upset because it was messing with their pick fours. <laughs> So um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, man. 
I got to get on everybody about uh, we got our rankings next week. That's right. Oh, I was gonna say that. Yeah, there's gonna be a couple. There's a couple shakeups in the in the turf divisions. There's there's definitely some shakeups, but there's also a couple divisions that, that are not going to be uh, real challenging to rank, <laughs> at least at the top. Right, and just flip flop the top two. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, that'll be next week. Got to get on. Got I got to get on everybody. I'm gonna open it up. Yeah, they probably gotta get it out early. Uh, the older, the older turf horses. I'm just. It's gonna be three and up turf horses. Are you shrinking the category? Yeah, it just doesn't. At this point, they just might as well combine them because. If they all run in the Breeders' Cup, there's no three-year-old turf races in the Breeders' Cup. So, oh, someone will probably propose it. <laughs> what was that one race they had that they got rid of? The marathon, Ju- juvenile sprint. Was yes, it? the juvenile sprint. Oh, Lucas won the first edition with the longest shot on the board. I think the I horse is I, I think. I do not remember that. I do. I do not remember that. No, they only added a couple of years. It was just totally. Yeah, it was only two years, I think. And then same thing with the, the marathon. They had actually more of those, but the marathon actually wasn't never opposed made, to that race. The marathon never made sense. No, you couldn't get anybody to run in it. Well, it's a division that didn't exist. There is no marathon yeah. division. There's no, yeah, that's true. There's a couple, you know, long races here and there, but there's really no marathon division on the dirt. No, 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 no. You see, like, three I, races. I remember I got in the debate with Steve Haskin about it, how he was saying, well, you know, I said, Steve, shouldn't we, like, at least blocks? For the division there, um, you know, start right, get the division before the race allowance races and, and, and right. you know, stakes races that can lead up into this race is the way it is now. There's like two races and there's no, there's no mar- marathon eclipse award. There's no marathon division. There's hardly any races. What, why are we having, I mean, no, no one's going to, you know, oh well, you know, for the breed, it's for the breed. <laughs> Who wants to breed one of those horses? Nobody. Nobody's gonna say, ah, you know what? I want to really breed a, a, a Breeders' Cup Marathon winner. Well, the, the horses that turn out to be that, it's just you know, blind luck. <laughs> Happy Saver. Happy Saver would have probably been good on that, but. Yeah, it was just a, an ill-advised uh, thing. And I have a problem with those for kind of races. They just, have they, to, the, they, they just have to set them up. They have to have them. Right, they put the cart before the horse. They should have just, you know, <clears throat> built the division up, then created the division, then created the race. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that would make sense. Especially in places like Kentucky that, that have the money. New York has the money, but even so, those those races, Saratoga had a couple of them, the Birdstone and uh, mm-hmm. the other race, the one that Pletcher's horse won. The Louis Sias had to ride every single step. <laughs> he was tired. He deserved his money for that one. But uh, they still don't get big fields because there's just not that many horses that are cut out to do it. It's just, uh, it just is, but all right. Well, you got anything else? Nope. Go Dolphins. I'm doing a Twitter spaces tomorrow. Oh yeah. You're going to, you're going to be jump on. Yep. I'm going to be on there. 11 o'clock on Twitter. Talking about all kinds of other nonsense. And a big announcement. We're going to make a big announcement. Another one? Another one. An, an actual one. <laughs> <laughs> Last week was a... Was the pre... 
It was the pre-announcement. It was the it was yeah. the uh, the prequel to the real announcement. Yeah, we had we had to uh, we had to pull up because of a technical issue, but uh, no technical issue this this time. Sweet. Yeah, I'll be on there. Twitter Spaces tomorrow, which probably is today for anyone that's made it this far. <laughs> They tape them though. They 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 do tape them, so you can go back and listen later. But it will be live at eleven. If anyone has any questions, if you have anything to ask any of us, don't be afraid. You'll get a response. There's no stupid questions, just stupid answers. <laughs> and we're full of them. And we have we have plenty of those. Uh. <laughs> listening and uh again be on twitter tuesday and probably again friday 11 o'clock so check it out and uh barry's on like four 14 shows this week <laughs> guy, gives out, like 40, guy gives out 40 to one shots and and and, and the list grows longer and, and you're, doing, so. uh, you're doing the uh, TDN writers room, right? This week, yes, I am. When is that going to come out? You guys are taping Wednesday. Uh, um, it's going to come out at the end of the week. End of the week. All I right. believe we have the CEO of Delmar, Joe Harper, ah. on. So, yeah, you don't, some- you don't want to get thrown off first week, so don't. Uh... I know. <laughs> guys, fudge the handle numbers. <laughs> I crossed that one off my list of questions. I know you're like 400 years old. Like, shake them up. <laughs> um, I got I to gotta come up with a few questions anyway. But... Well, good luck, and we'll definitely be listening. We'll check it out for sure. All right. Sounds All right. good. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. So Barry came up with an excellent idea. A Saratoga racing block. The going in circles daily Saratoga racing block. Patterned sort of after the great Stephen Christ, who, when he worked for the racing form, did a Saratoga daily blog. Uh, Steve retired several years ago and we figured what the hell let's let's try to put our own together and so far it's gone seemingly well. If you haven't seen it check it out at goingincirclesdigest.substack.com or We put the link up every day on Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, all sorts of social media. Uh, Check it out.